Hello, and welcome to the Sarah Zen Podcast. We're here to provide you with opportunities to ground and grow. Thank you for joining us. You have a voice, we want to hear it. The Sarah's Inn Youth Voice Award is your opportunity to share your thoughts and ideas around relationship violence. Whether you want to write it, record it, dance it, sing it, draw it, it's up to you. We want to hear your voice as we work to end the cycle of relationship violence. If you would like more information, please visit our website at sarahsin.org. Hey friends, I am so excited to be back here with you. I'm Gentle from the prevention team and today we have our entire team here with a roundtable discussion about teen dating violence. Actually, we're just really going to just sit down and have a chit chat about relationships. So let's introduce everyone. Hi, I'm Shadori, the prevention program supervisor. Hi, I'm Jasmine. I'm a year of service. Hi, I'm Maggie. I'm one of the educators. I'm Tara. I'm another educator. Hi, I'm Carolina. I'm also another educator. And we are going to have a roundtable discussion about healthy dating. So let's get started. So what would you tell your younger self about dating? Now that we all work in this field and we all are passionate about domestic violence awareness, what is something you would tell your maybe 16-year-old self? What's really interesting is I've actually been having this conversation lately with adults. I wasn't a teen that dated in high school. And in high school, it felt like I was the only person on earth not doing this thing that other people were doing. So I think the advice that I would give to myself was to just be patient because it wasn't until a couple of weeks ago that I realized that as a teen, I had a specific idea of the relationship that I wanted to experience. The, the folks that were around me, I didn't really see anyone that fit the bill to provide that experience for me or with me and build the type of relationship that I wanted. And that's really why I wasn't dating. But at the time, I didn't have the language around that. Yeah, I I think the advice I would give myself is to just be patient because there are so many kids out there that actually aren't dating or aren't ready to date just yet. But because everyone else is doing it, sometimes there's a peer pressure around that. Just being respectful of your own time and pace and your boundaries around like what you want and what you want to experience is really important into creating the type of relationships you want to have. What about anyone else? What would you tell your younger self? I would definitely tell my younger self to trust my instincts. I think while I was dating in high school, I did a lot of things or I participated in things that I know I didn't feel comfortable with. And in hindsight, I should have listened to the little person inside of me saying, maybe this isn't a good idea. Maybe this isn't the best place for you to be. Maybe this isn't the best person for you to be spending time with. But I believe that I was feeling a lot of pressure from my peers and just what I thought I should be doing when I was dating, like, oh, you're 16, you're supposed to go to prom, you're supposed to be doing this, you're supposed to be, you know, doing what other people are doing. And I should have taken a step back and be like, but is this something that you really want to do? Or are you feeling pressured? And are you feeling like you have to do these things because these are the examples that you've seen before? So I did a lot of things that I was not completely comfortable with. And I just wish I would have listened to myself and took a step back and reflected on why I was doing it and if I even wanted to do it. 
Yeah, Tara, I definitely agree. Um, I just want to chime in. I think I would have been friends first. I feel like a lot of people that I had a crush on wasn't even my friend. Like, but the guys that were my friend, I didn't like. So I feel like I wish I would have valued friendship a little more and made that more of a foundation rather than only thinking about like dating. I think for me, kind of similar to Shadori, I wasn't in like a concrete like relationship in high school or in middle school or anything like that. Um, but I definitely had some, what are they called? Situationships. Oh God. <laughs> uh, so I think, I think for me, I would have loved to know how I can communicate and stand on my own and stand up for myself to, you know, let these situationships know like what I want. And if, they couldn't provide that. I I wish I had enough, I don't know, a better term, maybe like confidence to walk away from it. Because in high school, let's be real, it sucks. <laughs> high school is great, but it also sucks. Um, and it's hard to do that, especially when emotions are involved. It's hard to do that. Yeah, I wish I had had confidence in high school in terms of relationships. Everything was very one-sided for me. I never dated, but I always liked to tell myself that I was playing the long game of befriending someone, making them think that they would fall in love with me over time and then realize that I was the long lost love of their life. And I did all of this work to reap no benefits or to be used by people who didn't care about me outside of using me for whatever it was that they wanted. And I think when I look back on myself now, I'm like, wow, I was really desperate (laughs) in high school. And I was like, If I hadn't gone through all of that, then sure, I wouldn't have ended up in this position at this job, I think. But also thinking to like, if I had that confidence and if I had trusted myself and been like, no, this isn't the way that you should be allowing other people to treat you, then things might have turned out differently for future relationships as well. It sounds like we all kind of struggled with like setting boundaries, right? So what would be like one tip we can give all teens, all adults, everybody who could possibly be listening about setting boundaries? I know it's difficult for me as an adult. So like, what would be the one tip that we would tell youth that we didn't know about setting boundaries? Because, you know, listen to Catalina makes me think that like, I too suffer with just kind of speaking up and setting those rules. I mean, it's hard when you think of boundaries as rules because you think of it as like, okay, I need to list all these rules out and you need to agree to them. If you don't agree to them, we're done. Boundaries doesn't have to be a list of concrete rules. Yes, they can change over time, of course, um, but they kind of will always relate back to like what you value in a relationship. For instance, I would definitely use or try to use examples like in the media, on TV, in movies. Like if you see something that you're uncomfortable with, mention it to your partner. Just say like, hey, that was so weird that, you know, they did this to them. Like, what do you think about that? Just start a conversation using media. It's fun to watch movies, fun to watch TV shows. That would be probably my number one piece of advice on how to talk about boundaries where it's not so rule setting, I guess, for your relationship. I would highlight something that Maggie said that boundaries can change. 
a lot of us, I feel like, have a hard time setting boundaries because we don't even know what our boundaries are. So we might even say, like, we don't have boundaries. So just like communicating that you might not know, for example, is this, if this is your first time in a long-term relationship, you might not know what physical boundaries look like for you in a long-term relationship. And just like communicating that you'll let them know as they come up, you know, so that you're also letting your partner know that you are exploring that space. And it's okay if you don't fully know everything right now. Awesome answers. Anyone else? Anyone else got... What would be your tip to tell people how to start setting boundaries, how to start communicating boundaries? Because I think that also is kind of the hard part. It's like, I know these things, but how do I say it? I don't want to say it in a way where my partner now doesn't like me. So I know I've had a lot of youth come to me and say, like, I know, I, I know that I kind of know what a boundary is. But what do I say? Like, how do I get that out without making everybody in the space feel weird? Because it can get weird. It can get weird, like setting boundaries or figuring out that you didn't even know that was a boundary. So how can how can we start that conversation or continue the conversation? Because boundaries is an active conversation. It's constantly going. I think for one, remembering that your boundaries are unique to you. So not comparing your boundaries to one of your friends or you're looking at relationships. I personally hated in high school when my partner would like touch me in public or try to make out with me in school. And I saw so many of my friends do that. And they're like, what's the big deal? Like, you know, like that's your boyfriend. You should be showing him affection. But I was not comfortable with that. So I would compare that to what other people were doing. Your boundaries are unique to you. They're your personal limits. If you think this is stupid, it doesn't matter if this is the rule that I set for myself and then kind of go accordingly, but not expecting that everybody else is going to have the same boundaries as you and not trying to fit into what other people are doing. I also think that it's important to remember that you should expect respect when it comes to your boundaries, but you also can't demand it if someone refuses to acknowledge them or like you said, thinks they're stupid. You can't really change that about someone. What you said reminds me a lot of my niece who is foraying into the world of dating and understanding her own boundaries. And she compares herself a lot to what she sees in her friends' relationships and what she sees like in movies and TV shows. It could be the person and it could be the thing itself. Maybe it doesn't feel comfortable with this person that you're with, but maybe it'll feel comfortable with someone else. Maybe it is just the act in general that you're uncomfortable with. Eventually you'll figure it out, but you shouldn't force yourself into thinking like this is set in stone. I can never change this. Your boundaries are ever changing. Everything is always a work in progress. Just as you continue to grow older and change, your boundaries can change as well. I definitely agree with that. Thinking through changes, have dating changed? Like dating compared to how you dated when you were in high school. We're not giving away no ages here. But compared <laughs> to how you dated in high school and now, have dating changed? What looks a little different? I know for me, I'll have to say like the introduction to like online dating is becoming younger and younger. Just because it's not an app does not mean it's not online dating because they're also dating through um, I don't want to say Facebook, but Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok. No, that's not an online dating app, but it's used how people are dating now. So I would say for me, that was one of like the huge ones. It's just like the introduction to online dating. And no, I'm not that old. 
I guess for me, it's honestly crazy to think of a world without online dating mm-hmm. because we just went through a pandemic where oh. for some people that was their only form of social interaction. So it's <laughs> it's kind of hard to process. I, I am at the age where I started online dating in college. Like it was very accessible to me, but it's hard hard to think about a dating world without those kind of apps or even social media outlets, um, especially because of COVID. I remember walking with my little cousin and we were walking downtown Chicago and he saw a young woman and the first thing he said was, what is your Snapchat? And I was like, what is this? What is this about? And he's like, that's because I want to talk to her. So in a sense, I think the way we communicate our feelings and like the way that we like talk to each other and you know shoot your shot essentially is a little bit different because you're not working on that communication of saying how are you would you like to go out what are your interests i'm not saying that that in conversation doesn't take place but it does take place online mm-hmm. so i feel like the way that you communicate and kind of working on those social skills have definitely changed since online dating has become so prominent i also feel like there's more space for vagueness in this Mm -hmm. sense of not putting a title to something or not being quick to claim something or even, you know, express like your full intention or emotions around things. And oh, just saying this makes me feel so old. (laughs) But I remember in high school, just like telling someone that I like them and then, you know, essentially being rejected and being like, okay, so like, we're still cool. Like, let's work on this algebra homework now. In our conversations in the classroom with students now, there's just this reluctance to even let someone know that they like them or, you know, trying to figure out like what this is just so that they can wrap their mind around like the expectation for what the relationship is between them and this person. So I feel like there's a little bit more vagueness, not that it's necessarily a bad thing. I I do think that gives space for a spectrum of, you know, different relationships to take place and it's just a difference from like when I was in high school. Like we didn't have that. It was either you go together or you don't. So oh now it's a bunch of titles. It's mm-hmm. a bunch. So now that we kind of talked about boundaries, we talked about some changes in dating. We also even gave a little advice on dating compared to, you know, of course, our own experiences. Now, how do we start this conversation? with your parents and how do parents start it with their teens or children? How do we start the conversation around dating? Cause I know from my own personal experiences, it wasn't a conversation. It was just like, I started dating. And when I felt kind of like bold enough, I told my grandma I was like, Hey, I'm dating someone. And it wasn't a conversation. It was just like, Oh, I have to meet them. And that was it. So now I want to know that cause now parents want to know, and even teens want to do it a different way than sneaking around. How do we start that conversation? Where do we look? What can we use? Because I know I want this conversation to happen just a little more between teens and adults, whether it's a family member, a teacher. We're not even just talking about parents. Just being able to have adults and teens have a conversation around dating may bring down those numbers when we talk about domestic violence, right? We're not talking about it, so it's not being reported. So how do we even start talking about it? So I would say the foundation to 
conversations around sensitive topics is creating a space where you're just having open, transparent conversations to begin with. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be about something serious or about dating specifically, but starting the habit early of just being non-judgmental and listening and, you know, giving space for just conversation to happen. So one of the things, and, and Maggie actually brought it up earlier, it's a really good tool to use to take the spotlight off of someone's direct behavior, just always use the media. So being able to use TV shows or movies or even songs as examples, things from books or, or you know, media that you come across in your everyday, being able to point to that as an example of like, how do you feel about that? Or like, ooh, that was not a healthy example of that, or they shouldn't have done that thing, provides something to talk about. And it also gives a temperature check of where you are, whether you think something is good or bad, and setting that model and expectation for relationships is really helpful. What about if a teen feel as though they don't they don't they want to talk about it, they want to use media examples, but their parent or adult in household may be reluctant to have that conversation. What what is a way that we can empower our teens to want to have this conversation because I know sneaky culture is huge right now. So what is a way we can empower a teen that may not be the media to, you know, want to talk to their parents around dating? I was that teenager who could not talk to my parents about dating, but I could talk to my older sister. I could talk to my aunts. I could talk to my uncles, my older brothers. Sometimes that information did get sent through my parents if it was something that they felt like they needed to know. Um, but I think recognizing if there are other adults that you can share that information with that you trust. I agree. I think that every person should have a trusted adult to have someone to talk to, whether it's about dating, whether it's about the media. I think having a trusted adult is important. Even when you get in a relationship, having someone that you can go to for advice and not just looking at the media because we know we don't always get good examples of healthy relationships. We get a lot of red flags in the media and they tell you about those, but there's not many examples of healthy relationships in our media sources. So even if you have another trusted adult or if that's a teacher or someone don't just sit back and just look at just the, the internet for answers. Sometimes it's okay to go to some of those trusted adults to have the conversation. Okay, so one more thing before we wrap up here. What can youth and even adult allies do during Teen Dating Violence Action Month or Awareness Month, depending on where you Google it? We like to say Action Month. What is something we can do this month to actually put this in action, our theme is let's talk about it. How do we start doing that? Not just in your household, but how do we start talking about it amongst in the community? What could we do this month? I think one of the simultaneously easiest and hardest things that somebody could do is look at themselves as a partner, as a friend, and just wonder how could I be doing this better? 
or you know what do people even experience whenever they're around me and if you find that you might have some sort of toxic behavior or something have that conversation or if you think you're doing something really healthy maybe start talking about that more and point out to other people like encourage them to do it too it might feel really awkward to bring up that conversation but also encourage your friends to do the same i love what jasmine said about kind of talking about the good stuff in relationships too. So if you're with your partner, every a conversation with strong emotions doesn't have to be an argument, right? You can say like, oh my God, I really love the way that we've been communicating better. We used to only argue. Or you can say, I really love the way that you did respect my boundaries of not holding my hand in public. I know that you love holding hands. So I think just talking about dating, period, adding that communication, because we know communication is key and one of the major keys of a healthy relationship, just kind of adding that, let's really talk about it. If it's at school, if you're a teacher, teacher, talk to your students about dating, like, oh, so you met her on social media, what do you know? It doesn't have to be that awkward conversation. If you're a parent, it's okay to also talk to young young people as Shadori gave the best example. If you are sitting there watching TV anyway, use the TV. Be like, oh, look how look at that relationship. How how do you feel about how he's treating her? Simple things, whether it's a relationship or a friendship. So I think this month our action can be let's really talk about dating, what healthy really looks like. That way we can give our youth more examples of a healthy relationship and not just depend on the media or their friends, because we know friends and have a big influence on how we date as well. So I want to say thank you so much to the lovely ladies here in the prevention department. And we were able to navigate and just give a few, no, I'm not just going to say a few, give lots of advice to our team. And I also know adult listeners. Hey teens, are you free Thursday, February 17th? Join us from 6 to 8 p.m. as we talk about the media made me do it. How the media influenced how we date, who we date, even when we date. The Sarazen Prevention Team and Youth Committee are excited to host a candid conversation for high school students on media's influence on dating and relationships. If you would like to find out more, please visit our website at sarazen.org slash youth committee. Hope to see you there. Hey, adults, parents, and allies, let's talk about it. The Sarazen Prevention Team is hosting an interactive virtual forum for adults related to Dean Dating Violence Action Month. The team will answer questions and share resources. When is this event? Wednesday, February 23rd, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m., for more information, please visit sarasn.org slash youth committee.